0: Hello Erie County, hello New York, hello America. Welcome to another episode of the Erie County GOP podcast. Uh, This is a big episode because we're going to have our first ever two-time guest. uh, We have uh, we will have Assemblyman Ray Walter joining us in the second half to talk about the Startup New York hearings. Um, my name is Brodigan, and I'm joined by the Eater of Worlds and the New Face of Fear, our chairman Nick Langworthy. Welcome.
1: All right. Thanks, Brodigan.
0: So, you actually had an interesting week this week. Uh, this it, 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 had, had an easy day minding my own. Next thing I know, I get like a Google News alert from Nick Langworthy where you were on like 85 different um, news channels uh, discussing a problem with Twitter, if you would tell us a little about it.
1: Well, it it, uh, was uh, very interesting. Sunday night, apparently, the Erie County, the official governmental Twitter feed of Erie County government, decided to tweet out an anti-Trump message. Um, Now, you know, our county executive is is known for his love of social media, his obsession with social media, Um, and he, um, I am certain, personally did this. And he screwed up, he sent it from the wrong account. he's probably got both handles on his uh, phone or computer or whatever he tweets from and you know they uh I don't know how long it was up, but it was up long enough for three different people to email a screenshot to me uh so the next morning when uh I was uh up and around, I tweeted out at mark Polan you know why uh is the official Erie county Uh, Twitter handle sending out this anti-Trump propaganda. Got a little attention. Uh, We got, you know, every station in town covered it. Um, You know, he immediately goes on, you know, defense from Scotland, where he is right now. uh, And his staff uh, starts to try to unbury him on this, that it was an accident. It was a staffer. They won't name names as to who did it. Uh, How many communications professionals could there possibly be in county government at this point? I mean, he has the biggest staff in the history of the county executive's office. But you know, still, how many people can be putting out official tweets on behalf of an organization? I know within our organization, there's only a couple people that are allowed to. Uh, so uh, I can't imagine when you're dealing with the official government account of Erie County that there's there's a long list of people that you know can start shooting their mouth off on Twitter. Um, so he he says a, a quote staffer. Um, you know, put it out. It was immediately deleted, and and he apologized. Um, But case in point, I mean, why is this even possible? I mean, you know, why uh, are your government staffers delving into this anti-Trump stuff? Why is this even a possibility? There should be checks and balances on this. And I called him out, and I think he personally did it, and I think he's not owning up to it. Um, You know, he, he is a constant tweeter, uh, he's always on social media shooting his mouth off. Even even yesterday, the water authority uh, had a hearing with the county legislature. He starts shooting off his mouth about how different people's relatives work at different government entities. At the same time, you know, he then took a barrage of hits from other people saying, "Well, hey, Mark, doesn't your brother work at the board of elections after he lost his job at the water authority?" I thought that was pretty ironic. Um, but you know, the county executive has a thin skin and he cannot help but constantly push forward his left wing agenda yeah. and we called him out
0: and not to imagine i mean you know speaking as someone who juggles a couple of different twitter accounts and who doesn't always have you know the, the best sense when it comes to what he tweets on his personal account it's really easy to make sh- to know what you're tweeting on it's it's it, we're not talking rocket scientists i mean generally speaking while, yes accidents happen if you're if you're tweeting something on a on a, your government page, you know what you're doing.
1: You absolutely do. I mean, you absolutely do. It, it's uh, um, you know, I, I I've handled a couple different. We have the official one of the Erie County Republican Committee. I've got my personal that I probably spend more time on than the others. Um, you, you know what you're doing. I mean, this. It, uh, um, but, you know, really it, it delves the question, why are these government if, – if it's supposedly staff, why are these government professionals at 11 o'clock at night, you know, out there jumping into this anti-Trump stuff? I mean, shouldn't they be doing their jobs if they're working overtime, which is, which is kind of what uh, was – was stated by, by the county executive statement, I mean, it, 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 it's asinine. I mean, he, it just shows more and more that this is the most left-wing agenda-driven administration in the history of Erie County government. He has surrounded himself with left-wing politicians and social activists, and um, that's why, you know, ultimately he's got to be replaced.
0: Yeah, and speaking of social activists, um, I wanted to get your take on the media lately. And let me just pull up a recent tweet you made. Um, which are, oh, here we go. There was an amazing bipartisan hearing yesterday in Albany ripping uh, Cuomo startup New York, wasting $50 million, and the Buffalo News put it on page C12. I'm sure that was an accident, right?
1: I, I mean, I am beyond frustration basically at all levels of, of uh, government. I mean, you know, I've had to have a camera in my face several times this week. This has not been a banner week for the Trump campaign. Anyone with a pulse understands that. Uh, much of it is media-driven. I mean, it, the, it, this, this, this entirety is is really manufactured controversy by the press. I mean, you have the Khan family, who I absolutely salute for the, the, the sacrifice that they have made for our nation. I mean, they, their, their son paid the ultimate price, uh, and, and obviously they are held in high regard because of that. However, Mr. Khan decided to enter the political arena, go on stage in front of 30 million people, and say that Donald Trump has a black soul and has no soul. I mean, these are bold statements. Okay, You have entered the political arena at that point. Trump responds, takes the bait, really an undisciplined thing for him to do. He really has to stop doing this because if he is going to respond to each and every criticism of him as a candidate and as a person – He's going to lose this election because you can't get off message. And now you've had an entire week off message. Uh, But the comments that Trump made are so blown out of proportion by the fact that this con speech uh, and clips of con speech have been played over and over and over again on every cable news network. Um, Did you see Patricia Smith's speech played over and over and over again after she said on the convention floor, Hillary Clinton is personally responsible for my son's death in Benghazi? No. That was buried. Uh, uh, I, I'm told by people that were tweeting me as it happened and as I was sitting there that CNN cut away in and, and, and editorializing, we don't want to watch a mother's grief get exploited. I mean, there, the media bias in, in America is alive and well, and you're seeing it every single day on cable news. Every single day and in, in in then you you come home and you see it by things like but this article today, Tom Precious wrote an excellent article showing the blow by blow of that bipartisan assembly hearing held in Albany. We'll talk about it more with Ray Walter in the second half of the podcast, but you know they they Democrats and Republicans asked tough questions, nailing the governor's you know, henchmen down, uh, Howard Zemsky, one of the chosen uh, leaders uh, by the Buffalo News uh, of this community because he's tied into all the ownership and leadership at that paper. Uh, he, they skewered him because this state pissed away $53 million on television commercials that didn't work. $53 million in television commercials that did nothing but help the governor get reelected and that story uh even though this program spent 53 million on marketing it ends up only creating somewhere in the in the mid 300s in jobs i mean it's just an absolute boondoggle If a republican was responsible they'd be hung at this point by the press uh the paper the buffalo news places that Above the fold on the front page? No, no, obviously not. In a, on the top of the city and region section? Absolutely not. Where do they put it? On C12. Behind obituaries. I mean, you tell me that's not editorializing that situation? Burying that story, chopping it up. The online version reads very nicely. The, the, pa- the part that goes in the paper got hacked in at least half. I mean, and this is what we as conservatives and as Republicans are dealing with every single day. We are not just running against our opponents. We are running against the mainstream media. I mean, do you know how many times I've had a camera in my face this week where someone says, what would it take for you to jump off and stop supporting Donald Trump? What Uh, the hell kind of question is that? Now, you know, if you want to ask me about con, fine. I'll answer every question they have. But, but to ask me a theoretical of what he would have to do to get me to not support him anymore. Why does that matter to the voters at home? It, it, it's irresponsible behavior. It is absolutely an embarrassment, uh, and, and it just doesn't happen the other way. I mean, do, do they put a microphone on my counterpart's face and ask him, you know, how many lies does Hillary Clinton have to tell before you'll stop supporting her? Because she went on television on Sunday and lied like hell about the emails again in the classified information. Did any of that get coverage? Absolutely not. So that's my rant for the week, Mr. Brodigan. And but a media bias is what's trying to change this election, and I just think, at the end of the day, the American public can see through it. I, I hope and I pray that they can see through it, because we are not just running against our Democratic opponents. We are not just running against the progressive movement. We are running against the mainstream media.
0: Well, uh, let, 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 me ask, let me ask this, and it's, this is half devil's advocate and half just a question that I've seen people asking, because Republicans have always had a run against the press, too. Uh, now, the fact that it seems so bad now, is it? has it actually gotten worse, or is, it, is this just because it's as bad as it's ever been, but social media is exposing it more?
1: I think social media is exposing it more. Um, you know, I, I saw a side-by-side picture, I think you shared on the ECGOP Facebook page, they showed a, a, a tweet from a reporter, a verified reporter, that says, loud and boisterous crowd here for Hillary Clinton. And then someone else tweeted the same thing, but they had pulled back and not zoomed so close, and there was like 75 people in the audience. I mean, this is the kind of, of, of thing that is, it makes people not trust politicians, but really they should stop trusting the, the, the press, because they are dishonest. Donald Trump's not wrong when he calls them out from stage says, you're all liars. I mean, unfortunately, you got to paint them all with the same brush. I mean, I, last night I went on a, a, a very similar rant that I just gave you with a Channel 2 news reporter. How much of that ended up in the broadcast? Zero. I mean, they they just asked me, you know, did Donald Trump have a bad week? You know, they want to watch me sit there and grimace as I have to answer tough questions about my candidate I support. Obviously, he's had a bad week. I mean, it. I'm not going to, you know... Uh, you can't put lipstick on a pig. It's been a lousy week for the campaign. It's got to get back on message. It's got to go back on offense. And we've got to start talking about Hillary Clinton. We've got to start talking about how she's a job killer. We've got to start talking about how she's unfit to be commander-in-chief and not, you know, explaining away something that happened at the Democratic National Convention in the aftermath. So I, I the, the media bias uh, is something that we just have to calculate in. And we have to call them out. And I'm going to use this podcast. I'm going to use all of our social media to continue to call them out. I called out the Buffalo News this morning on Twitter. I'm going to keep going every step of the way. Because if, if there's one thing, win, lose, or draw for Donald Trump, there's, there's one thing that um, I have learned so far is we're going to be a little less gentlemanly with our opponents.
0: Ah, and, and on that cheery note, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll, we'll bring back uh, after the break. We've got a stunning Walter, who uh, I'm sure is going to be equally cheery, what with the fact that he sat through just sat through a 25 hour hearing yesterday. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) Yes, those guys uh, went through a marathon session. I'm really eager to hear what what Ray's got to say uh, about how that went. But, uh, again, you'd you'd have to go to out of the Buffalo coverage to really see what happened because Buffalo buried that because it doesn't fit into our narrative of Buffalo and everything is great here in this community. You know, Something stinks in the state capitol, and uh, that hearing yesterday had a lot uh, to do to reveal some of uh, what's going wrong here. You're
0: listening to the Erie County GOB podcast, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Erie County GOB podcast. Uh, My name is Broadigan, and before our chairman brings on our next guest, I I want you to mark the date uh, uh, for those historians of the Erie County GOB podcast. uh, This will be the first-ever return guest on the show chairman take it away
1: all right we are joined by our uh, great assemblyman from the town of amherst ray walter and uh, ray is fresh back from albany where uh there was a bipartisan hearing yesterday uh, was there not assemblyman that uh discussed startup new york and and the
2: boondoggle
1: that that's been so uh give us a little background on this thing
2: sure well uh the economic development committee which i'm the ranking minority member on Uh, is chaired by Robin Schiminger from Tonawanda, And uh, we have to have a oversight hearing once a year, and we decided that we wanted to do it on all of the governor's economic development programs, uh, especially Startup New York, which has been a colossal failure and a boondoggle, as you said. And so uh, yesterday was that hearing, and it was quite contentious.
1: Well, I, I, I tuned in online for a little bit of it, and I, I I didn't see your comments necessarily, but I saw several Democrats just absolutely lambasting Howard Zemsky, the head of Empire State Development, you know, talking about accountability, and that seems to be the biggest piece here is that there is no true accountability as to why so much money was spent on marketing, so much money in the state was spent on marketing, uh, and then the end result is is uh, under 400 jobs, is it?
2: Uh, you, you know, it depends on what your numbers you read. Uh, the, if you look at the numbers that they reported in their so-called uh, report that they're required to submit, they'll it'll say they created 408 jobs over the last two years. But as you drill down into those numbers, you can see that they were over-reported by at least 80 jobs. So, uh, you know, we're, we're down into the low 300, considering $53 million was spent on marketing Uh, This is uh, not a Just repeat that number,
1: $53 million in television
2: commercials. Yep, television commercials. $53 million. $53 million, 40% of which was spent in New York State. So why we're trying to attract uh, companies from out of state by advertising in New York State, uh, you know, over $20 million. But here's the kicker, Nick. When do you think most of that money was spent?
1: I bet you it was during the 2014 uh, election.
2: Exactly. So, 40% of that money spent in New York State, most of that during the 2014 gubernatorial election, when guess who was running for re-election? So,
1: so the governor's running for re-election. They, run, they don't necessarily run ads saying his name, but they they run ads saying how great it is to have New York open for business again, and how business-friendly New York is, when still... After all this money spent, we have uh, continual rankings that show New York at the absolute bottom in economic development and at the absolute bottom in terms of tax freedom and uh, ability to create and sustain jobs, particularly in upstate New York. Um, And no
0: matter
2: matter how much happy talk that Mr. Zemsky or or Governor Cuomo want to say, uh, upstate New York is still being outpaced by New York City and its suburbs in economic development, including Buffalo. Uh, you know, have some things turned around? Are things going well here in many respects? Absolutely. But we have a long, long way to go. And a lot of the things that are happening that are good around here are things that were started decades ago, like the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, the waterfront, uh, you name it. Those are things that Cuomo and Zensky and their economic development program have absolutely zero to do with.
1: I mean these are many of these programs were 4 governors ago that they started and you know things are just starting to germinate there and you know the reason they're starting to germinate is you're starting to get private sector investment um but, I mean, this startup New York boondoggle, uh, you know, everyone's been suspect of it. Um, you know, the governor presented it like it was a found money deal. So, of course, we're going to give it uh, tax-free uh, uh, opportunities to grow here. You know, and, and, and on paper, I, I don't have a problem with that. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, some empowerment zones and things like that that people have talked about in the past. I mean, whether it be Jack Kemp or even uh, the great Ray Walter as he ran for county executive. But, um the, the the issue is the exorbitant amount. I mean, th- these, these figures of 53 million, this isn't even a discussion of what the tax break is. This is just what's spent on marketing, correct?
2: Right. We're not talking about any foregone, uh, you know, tax revenue that, uh, you know, the division of budget estimates to be about $327 million by 2016, 17 budget year. Now, That number is actually going to be lower because the program has been such a colossal failure. Uh, They don't have nearly the jobs or the uh, companies uh, that they had hoped to have. So, um, you know, the good news is it's not costing us too much money because it's failing. I mean, Uh,
1: is there... What, what was the total feeling? Now, I, I saw uh, Assemblywoman Addie Russell, who is a Democrat from the North Country, and she seemed to be really taking it to, to Howard Zemsky uh, in this program. I mean, what, what, what is the takeaway that you have after sitting through, I mean, what well, that must have been three
2: or four hours worth of hearings. It was uh, three, three, four, more than that, I think it was five or six, it seemed like eight or ten. But uh, the, uh, Mr. Zemsky was on for 133 minutes, so a little over two hours himself. Uh, you know, across the board, it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, everybody had a lot, of, a lot of concerns about the amount of money spent on marketing and the number of jobs created, the, the actual return on investment. And everyone agreed that it was ex- extremely low, bad use of taxpayer money. Everybody, of course, except for the governor's cheerleader, Mr. Zemsky, who declared it unilaterally to be a great success. So, uh, you know, unfortunately these guys, uh, as I I tweeted out a little earlier, guys are so concerned of looking through the the front windshield that they didn't see the federal investigators pulling up behind them. And, um, you know, you look at the way that some of this other economic development money is being spent and certainly part of the, much of the hearing was spent on other issues too, whether it be the Buffalo billion or whatever, uh, there is absolutely no controls, no oversight, um, you know, no real, um, Transparency on the way billions and billions of dollars of economic development funds are being spent throughout the state, not just here in Buffalo, and that's why you have, uh, you know, federal prosecutors looking into how this money was spent, how these bids were rigged. Uh, it just is not the way that New York State should be doing business with our precious tax dollars.
1: Well, I, I think what you guys—it was remarkable to have Assembly Democrats and Republicans coming together to criticize it because so often, you know, our voices as conservatives and Republicans are the only ones offering criticism of this governor. But, you know, it strikes me after watching that hearing that uh, the governor is running out of allies in, in Albany. Um, and, you know, this the, the shine is completely off the armor uh, of this guy. And, uh, you know, 2018 is looking more and more promising, I would say, by the day.
2: Oh, absolutely, and we've got a great group of candidates that are taking a look at running for governor. I think we're in good shape. Unfortunately, the, you know, the governor's lone ally is still John Flanagan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll leave that there. Um, well, Ray, Ray, what comes next with this?
2: Uh, well, we have uh, a bunch of ideas that we are going to uh, take a look at that we can increase the transparency and accountability of these programs and uh, so people really know how their tax dollars are being spent when it comes to economic development. And then we also have to take a look at changing some of the legislation that enacted these programs uh, and, and dialing them back or changing them in a way that uh, we we're we protecting tax dollars uh, in a much more efficient way and that we can uh, really get broad-based opportunities for all of our businesses, uh, you know, especially our small businesses who really don't reap any rewards uh, from uh, any of these programs. Businesses that have been struggling for 20, 30, 40, 50 years uh, and are really just looking for a break for them, you know, the, whether it be your local restaurant down the street or, uh, you know, a small manufacturer here uh, in town, you name it. I mean, they're not really seeing the benefits of these big high profile programs and we need to make sure we're doing something for them.
1: Well, I mean, this, if a tool like this is to be successful, it should be to bring people into the state. I mean, not to create winners and losers between companies that are already here. I mean, and that's that's what's just dead wrong about this. I mean, that's where, you know, it's so transparent what the investment by Cuomo in advertising here in, in New York State uh, and why, you know, that is such a joke. I mean, it's clearly just to change people's minds uh, when they go to the ballot box and, um you know you guys uh, are doing a great job you know hold them accountable uh, I wish the media would have covered this quite to the extent it needed to be uh, but you know as as I talked about in the earlier segment a little bit um, you know the the media bias you know here in Buffalo and across the state is alive and well other papers around New York covered it probably a little more extensively uh, but our own Buffalo News now Howard Zemsky is uh, you know, one of the chosen few here in our community and by our, our Buffalo News. They chose to place this, this very important article that should have been front page above the fold. They, they placed that on, you know, conveniently on C12 today. Uh, and I think, uh, I'm gonna start calling these people out. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, obviously, what they're doing in the national election is is over the top. But uh, really, w- when when you see this stuff, it's crystal clear. They have picked their winners and losers. And uh, startup New York is a big loser, and it's not it's not helping Western New York. It's pissing our money away, and um, you know they they don't want people to talk about it.
2: Uh, they don't want anybody criticizing Cuomo or anything that's going on. Uh, it's just. It's really ridiculous. This is this story was covered by you know the entire statewide uh, news uh, force. It was in the New York Times, Times Union uh, in Albany, uh, throughout the state, and you know the Buffalo News to give a short trip really shows a lack of integrity at that editorial board, and it's just uh, it's disgusting. Really, I
1: mean, I I will give a shout out to Tom Precious. His original story that's online is much more in depth. Uh, the editors chopped it and buried it in, in in the actual hard copy of this paper. And, you know, those people are trying to shift opinions in this town. Uh, you know, absolutely they're trying right. to bury it, and, and it's and it's nonsense. And, and people, you know, should call the Buffalo News and say, why was this story buried? Because this is, you know, their governor and their chosen economic development czar, Howard Zemsky, someone that the Buffalo News puts on a pedestal uh is this great pillar of our community and he's responsible his hands are dirty on this situation i'm sure he's had to talk to some folks over uh uh in in certain federal agencies in this community because of the way some of this economic development money has been spent and squandered and perhaps um used inappropriately uh so more to more to come on this and uh i just appreciate what you're doing ray and keep up the good work
2: Thank you, Chairman, and uh, we will continue to press uh, the administration on uh, what's going on, and we'll be, we'll be getting answers and making changes, that's for sure.
1: Well, and I think you have a very good opportunity to be the first time ever three-time repeat guest on the podcast.
2: <laughs> well, it's an honor, uh, a privilege, and uh, you know, any time that I can help out the podcast, my pleasure.
1: Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, Assemblyman Ray Walter. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Erie County Republican Podcast. We'll talk to you next
2: week.